0: It's always good to get a clap before you preach. Because yeah. most people don't want to clap after I've preached. <laughs> uh, over the last few weeks, uh, the first term, a lot of people are asked when we're going to do the leadership course uh, again. And we're not going to do that leadership course again, straight off. But we are starting a new course called mana. Uh, which comes from the word, the uh, Hebrew word for portion. It comes from Hebrews chapter 8 and verse 10 which says that Nehemiah sent portions to those for whom nothing has been prepared. And so uh, and, and in Psalm 16, it talks about the Lord is my portion, the same word, mana. The Lord is my mana. Yeah, man. And uh, the derivative, of course, comes from the bread that came down from heaven, yes, manna in the wilderness that fed the people, and it was fresh bread every morning, hallelujah. Yeah, and so this is as fitting for a Bible course. And uh, this course starts... You know what? I, I think um, I want to go to hear those children sing. Yes. I think I'll postpone the course for one week. Okay. Yeah. So we can all go to that, eh? That'd be good, eh? Yeah. So let's... Uh, agreed. Thank you very much. Over in the left here, agreed. Seconded. Seconded over here. Thank you very much. Let's vote on this. All those in favour, say aye. 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 Okay, let's consider it done. We're really moving ahead here. Um. Now, this course is going to be two sessions a night. Wednesday nights, it's going to have a session from seven, uh, 50 minutes, seven to 10 to eight, break for coffee, and then another session after that, because we want to get through a lot of material. And this course is going to run uh, for two years. (laughs) (laughs) That's until I think of something else to say. (laughs) <laughs> no, no, no. You, it's going to be each, each school term, just eight weeks in each school term, uh, it's approximately 7 o'clock to 9 o'clock. Uh, be notes provided, folders provided, and the first part of the course is going to be a five-week thing of panorama of the Bible. And I'm going to take you through the Old Testament from Genesis through to Malachi and put it an wow. all in order for you. Wow. And I uh, have a big chart which comes up like this. And it's about as long. It goes about thirty feet or so, and it'll put all the Bible for you in the Old Testament in order, and you'll see it. Wow. And it'll make your Bible live for you. And uh, I'll take you through that. And it's the story. It's His story, yeah. from Genesis through to Malachi. It's His till the cross. It's His story, and so we'll. T- and people find that really fascinating, wow. and uh, it'll be so helpful in your Bible reading. So that'll be five weeks, and then three weeks, I'm going to do three weeks on sonship. I'm very excited about that, what it means to be a child of God. And this is real, this will be stuff that you've never really heard before. And so I want to encourage, that's the first session. The second session, I'm going to do principles of right living. So the second session, the principles, and I'm going to cover, what did I say I was going to cover there? Uh, My grace is sufficient, uh, responding to opposition, how to handle offences. Um, how to be successful and having a right self-image. So those things are going to be there. And then I'm going to do just in the second part of that, the secrets of friendship. What, what is friendship really? Why, how do you make a friend? So many people have wrong expectations of friends and they, it only leads to disappointment. So we want to uncover how to start a conversation. Many of us are, are shy and we don't know how to... Just get greeting time. <laughs> we get to greeting time and say, mate, I'm, I'm not going to talk to anybody <laughs> because you don't know how to start. So I want to talk to you about that. And then we're going to go on. Next term, we're going to do things like the Feast of Israel. We're going to do uh, books of the, some of the books of the Bible. We're going to do all sorts of things. We're, we're going to... Um, I don't know. I can't remember all the things we're going to do. But Anyway, we'll get through term one first. That's, I'm exhausted just getting there for the introduction. <laughs> But that's at seven. Sign up. There's a, there's, a, there's a sheet at the back there, so just put your name down. Yeah. We'll start uh, the week after that, uh, the choir, and we'll have a huge time, yeah? yeah. yeah. We'll have a huge time. So uh, let's be ready for that, and let's be prepared to have a bit of fun yeah. on the journey. Now, you, can, oh, uh, you don't have to come to it all. You can just come to the first session. I encourage, you to, I encourage you to come for the term for the eight weeks. Yes. You say, Well, I just want to do the panorama of the Bible. We'll just do that. Say, so I just want to come to do principles of right living. We'll come for that session. You know, you just fit it in and we'll keep a track record. Yes. And we're hoping that in time, we're going to get, you'll be able to get credits for it um, with, N- with the NZQA. And we'll be working towards that so you get a certificate and that will be built into a course that'll have some sort of standing education-wise. We're not there yet, but we'll be working on it. Awesome. So uh, that's the idea. All right, excited? Yes. Good? Yeah. Okay. Love to see you there. And uh, you'll grow. You will grow. If you study the Word of God and come and sit with us, you will grow yes. like a mushroom. Yes. That's good. It's good. Good to grow like a mushroom? That's good. Okay. Like a mushroom. Like a mushroom. <laughs> We're going to pray. The cross and beyond. Father, thank you for the cross. Thank you that that's where we begin. Thank you, Lord, that those of us who have stood before the cross and given our lives to you with the realization that you must love us with an incredible love to go to that cross for us. There, Lord, you forgave our sin. There, Lord, you shed your blood. We might be washed clean, as clean as clean. What a saviour. Lord, thank you for the privilege of becoming your sons and daughters when we come to the cross. But I thank you, Lord, that we can go on filled with your Holy Spirit to make a difference in the world that you so care about. So, Lord, I pray that as we journey this morning beyond the cross, I pray that you'll anoint this message, that it might ring in our hearts, Lord, from this day on. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. It's not going to be that dry, is it? He's giving me water already. I haven't even got started. Thank you. (laughs) <laughs> and I, I, I want to talk to you um, a couple uh, week, uh, 10 days ago I was just having my quiet time and I came across Isaiah 61 and I sat in my lounge room with some music playing I shut the door like I talked to you about several weeks ago closed the door and just to have time with my Lord and I started to read in in Isaiah 61 and this morning I want to share the meditation because I meditated upon the chapter and I want to encourage you to take some of God's word and just sit quietly and just let the Holy Spirit make it come alive to you just you and him just you with the book and so this is, this is what happened. And I want to share these things with you. And I'm, I, I, I'm, as I come this morning, I'm excited. And I, I thought of Ephesians 1, and I've been praying this. And I prayed it again this morning. I pray also that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, that you may know the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints and his incomparably great power for us who believe. And this morning I want you to understand that to know Jesus and to walk with him is such a joy, such a privilege. Oh, I know not everything works out as we hoped it did all the time, but he turns things to good. Hallelujah. We walk into his blessings and into his favor. He he begins to change things for us. And the longer you walk with him, the more changes he makes and the more blessings you walk into. Hallelujah. There are seasons when it doesn't come easy. But even in those times, we begin to praise him. We begin to thank him. And we begin to see breakthroughs. Hallelujah. So, Isaiah 61. I think it's coming up on the screen. Here it comes. Um, Here it goes. Let's read it together, shall we? Come on. Let's all stand so you don't go to sleep on me. (laughs) One, two. The spirit of the sovereign Lord is on me because the Lord has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives and release from darkness for the prisoners, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and the day of vengeance of our God to comfort all who mourn. You may be seated. Thank you. Let's read that bit. And I thought about this. When you come to the cross and give your life to Jesus, the blood of Jesus cleanses you from all sin. I mean, the slate is wiped clean. I mean, you, you become, he, he gives to us the righteousness of God. And we start fresh, and clean with every sin cast into the sea of his forgetfulness. God makes the declaration, your sins and your iniquities will I remember no more. Hallelujah. I don't know about you, but I'm glad about that. (laughs) Anyone else like that? And because our spirits are made clean through the blood of Jesus, the Holy Spirit is able to come to us and he takes up residence in our cleansed life. You see? And he begins to walk with us. He walks with you. You walk with him. Hallelujah. And you start to walk from where you've knelt before the cross and honoured honored the death of the Lord Jesus Christ, Receive him as your saviour. You get up clean. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You get up ready to start again. The Spirit of God comes. You know, in the Old Testament, the the oil was always only came upon the blood. The blood would cleanse first, and then the oil was placed upon the blood. And it's like that. The oil is a picture of the Holy Spirit. He only comes where there is cleansing. Hallelujah. And uh, we will talk about that in our our course. We're We're going to do seven weeks on the Holy Spirit. And you'll walk, you'll get to know who he is. You'll walk with him. But anyway, so he's with us and he begins, and he anoints us. He equips us. He sets us apart to do certain things. And you become part of the answer instead of part of the problem. And it says here that, that he, he, the Lord's to proclaim good news. We become part of God's answer. He sent me to bind up the broken heart. There's plenty of broken hearts in our society, friends. Yeah. And we have, have this anointing to help them, to try and help them get their lives back together again. It's a joy, it's a privilege to proclaim freedom to the captives. The Lord's anointing on your life and mine enables us to declare liberty and freedom over people's lives and to, and to set them free. To open the prison doors, hallelujah. Wow. To release from darkness. Yes. There's people in our town who are walking in dark. They cannot see where they're going. They just, it's like, they're just, they're, they don't know what light is like. God says, set them free. Remember years ago, a lady came to see us, uh, Sophia and I, and, and, and she, was, she said, I, I need help. She said, "I, I, I've been diagnosed, and my lungs are starting to pack up." And, and she said, "I've been a smoker for 40 years." She said, "I have tried and tried to give up. I've done this, I've done that, I've done the other. I've been prayed for, I've been delivered. I mean, and I just keep smoking." I nearly said, "Well, you're stupid," but I didn't. I didn't say that because it's a strong addiction. We have discovered over time that it's easier to get a heroin addict free than a smoker free who wants to be free. And the reason is the heroin addict wants to get free. So I said, she said, please, can you help? I said, yes, we can. And so we prayed for her. I said, renounce the thing in the name of Jesus. She wanted to be free. Her lungs were starting to get infected. She was in bad shape. She tried everything. We rebuked this, this rotten spirit that had taken her captive and set her free. Hallelujah. And I saw her two or three weeks later. I said, how are you getting on? She said, big smile on her face. She looked different. She said, I've never smoked and I'll never smoke again. Never smoked. See, we have the authority to set people free in Jesus' name. If you want to be free, you can be free. That's part of the beyond the cross. Hallelujah. That's part of setting people free. And then it says, it says uh, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. The year of the Lord's favor was the jubilee year. If you go back in the Old Testament, you find that every 50 years, it was the year of the Lord's favor. And what happened in that time, and it'd be good to, to open up on this at some point, but just briefly, what, what, what happened was that if you got into trouble and you lost your money, then they would sell, first of all, their children into slavery, the Jewish people. And then they would sell themselves into slavery. But on the 50th year, all the slaves were set free. And they'd all return home. And they would, you can imagine... Over time, and when the ram's horn was sounded through the land on the Day of Atonement, it was the beginning on the 50th year of this year of the Lord's favour. All debts were cancelled. Every 50th year, all debts were cancelled. How, how many people like that doctrine? <laughs> Wouldn't be a bad thing, would it? All the slaves were set free and families would all come home. It was the year of the Lord's favour. God says we're anointed to walk into that sort of favour as Christians beyond the cross. Let's have a look at the next portion. It says, to comfort all who mourn. Verse 3 says, and provide for those who grieve. Can we have it up there please, verse 3. We're getting there. Here it is. And provide for those who grieve in Zion. To bestow on them a crown of beauty instead of ashes, and the oil of joy instead of mourning, and a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair, and they will be called oaks of righteousness, a planting of the Lord for the display of his splendor. The time when we come to the cross, the time of mourning is over, the time of grieving over all the dumb things we've done in the past, comes to an end. Hallelujah. The father said to the prodigal son, bring forth the best robe and put it on him and put shoes on his feet. And the reason he said put shoes on his feet because when a time of mourning is, you always had to walk bare feet in the house. The whole house would be walking And bare feet. They would not put shoes on during a time of mourning. And when the prodigals return home, and when you and I come to the foot of the cross, Jesus says, Bring forth the best robe and put it on him and clothes us in his righteousness and put shoes on his feet, and said, The mourning is over. It's time to stop grieving over the failures of the past. And walk in increasingly into the blessings and the favor of the Lord. Because if God be for you, who can be against you? Hallelujah. And sometimes I've noticed that people will keep on when they've gone through tough times. And I can understand it. But they begin and they just keep foddling the hurts of the past. And they just keep bringing them up and just thinking about it all the time. We need to put them behind us. Hallelujah. And let it go in Jesus' name. Yes. It says the oil of joy. set a crown of beauty instead of... They used to, in a time when they used to put ashes on their head. You can see, I've had a few ashes on my head. It's burnt the whole thing off. <laughs> but somebody said, don't worry, the best men always come out on top. <laughs> so, that's it. So, here, a crown of beauty. Your life might have been burned over. There might be areas that have been badly singed as you've walked through life. But God has a crown of beauty instead of those ashes. Hallelujah. You become a beautiful person when you follow Jesus. Well, you may not look that beautiful on the outside. I won't look too hard already. I'll just look down here. Or in a mirror. <laughs> but you become beautiful on the inside when you follow Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. And then it says, instead of a garment of praise, instead of a spirit of despair. Yes, Holy Spirit told me during the week that in this place this morning there will be a number of people who know what it means to despair. That word despair is a very strong word. It talks about loss and devastation. Um, I'm, I'm thinking in Second Corinthians 1 and verse 8, listen to this. I, I thought this was so interesting. And this is what was coming up in my meditation as I'm sitting there. The Holy Spirit starts to talk to me about this. And, and it says in 2 Corinthians 1 and verse 8, um, We do not want you to be uninformed, brothers, about the hardship we suffered in the province in Asia. We were under great pressure far beyond our ability to endure so that we despaired even of life. Indeed, in our hearts, we felt the sentence of death. But this happened that we might not rely on ourselves, but on God who raises the dead. When you go through a time of despair, God will turn it to good so that you begin to rely on him who has the ability to raise the dead. Hallelujah. You haven't died yet. Well, not, you may die during my sermon, but you haven't died yet. But you're still alive. And God wants to teach you to rely on him. Hallelujah. And he gives you a garment of praise instead of the spirit of despair. This is part of walking with him. He gives. You, we were singing this morning the first song. I will always praise you, Lord. No matter what. And I said, yes, Lord, if we can le- learn that great lesson. And I, and, I, and I came across the other morning, uh, and, uh, Psalms 50 and, and verse uh, 23, and I thought, wow, Lord, that is so good. Here it comes. Verse 23, Psalm 50. He who sacrifices thanks offerings. He who, in other words, when it's tough to thank God, When you're facing despair, when you don't know which way to turn, you think, oh my God, what is going to happen to me? Hallelujah. There comes a rising in the Christian's heart with the anointing of the Holy Spirit, a sacrifice of thanksgiving, where you thank God anyway. Hallelujah. And you just praise Him and you say, Lord, I don't know what you're doing, but I trust you. Hallelujah. And then it says, He who who sacrifices thank offerings honors me. And he prepares the way so that I may show him the salvation of God. Wow. If you will praise God in a time of despair, you honor the Lord. You say, Lord, I trust you. When do you have the most faith? When you're getting answers or when you're not getting answers? You need faith when you're not getting the answers. And you just trust him anyway. Hallelujah. Yeah. The Bible says that you honor the Lord and you prepare the way for God to show you his salvation. Hallelujah. Yeah. What a great scripture that is. Mark it down. Come back to it at some point. I think it's brilliant. Proverbs ten eleven says, the mouth of the righteous is a fountain of life. When you start honoring God, when you start thanking him, even in the tough times, even when you don't know where the next dollar is coming from, even when you don't know where the life is going to stay with you or leave you, hallelujah, you begin to honor him. When you begin to praise him with a sacrifice of thanksgiving and you prepare the way for him to come in with a flood, And begin to change your situation and give you a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair. Hallelujah. My friend, if you're despairing this morning, give Jesus a chance. Hallelujah. And we'll agree with you after the service and pray with you that God will set you free from the despairing conditions. Hallelujah. And set your feet on the path again and God will bless you. Amen. Next verse says this. Isaiah 61 verse 4. And they... Who's they? These are these people that have been to the cross and they're walking beyond. This is these people that the Spirit of the Lord is on. Hallelujah. They will rebuild the ancient ruins and restore the places long devastated. They will renew the ruined cities that have been devastated for generations. A lot of ruin here. A lot of devastation. You know, I've gone through times in my life where my life was in ruins because of my own stupidity, and because my life was devastated, cut to the ground. But hallelujah, it can be rebuilt again. The city where the walls have been broken down, and part of our course will be to talk, one of the courses we'll do on Nehemiah, where our soul area, the walls of our soul get broken down over situations and over life and because of sin and things like that. and our, We can't stop things coming in and out of our life. We lose control. The walls are down and the enemy just can come in and go out just almost at will. And we seem to have lost control. And I want to talk to you about Nehemiah rebuilt those walls under the hand of God and how you can rebuild your life again. We'll come on to that in previous uh, terms uh, in, in in the future. It says, but you can rebuild ancient ruins. You can restore the places long devastated. Have you got areas in your life that are broken? That have been devastated? God wants to rebuild those parts in your life. He can do it. In fact, He's probably the only one that can. Yeah. If you'll honestly come to him, let him rebuild it. Hallelujah. Uh, 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 they will renew the ruined cities that have been devastated for generations. Generations. Some of us sit in our homes and we know The part of our life and the brokenness of it has come down the generations. But the beautiful thing about being a Christian is that the generations, hallelujah, can start again. Yes. And I have found it's important to cut off the past generations, hallelujah. You don't have to renounce the parents and the grandparents, but sometimes you have to renounce the evil that's come through them. You love them to bits, hallelujah, but you don't like what they've been into, hallelujah. And sometimes the the curses come down through the generations. But we who are Christians are born again. Hallelujah. We can start again. Some of you are finding Jesus as your saviour and Lord, Your parents don't love the Lord and they're not walking with him or your grandparents, your great-grandparents, but you do. You're starting a whole new generation. Your kids are going to come through, hallelujah, and your children are going to go on from generation. The blessing of the Lord goes to the third and the fourth generation, hallelujah. And so we start again, but, but you know, some of the devastation is caused by that. Renounce it. Get rid of the past, hallelujah. Don't cut the tie from your people. Cut the spiritual tie. Get free from that and walk free in Jesus' name. The devastation and the ruins, ruination that's happened over the generations and begin to walk with the Lord, hallelujah, and start a whole new generation, bless God, who loves God and wants to serve him. You say, you better hurry up. You're only into verse 5. I'm working on it. Come on. Verse 5 and verse 6. Strangers will shepherd your flocks. Foreigners will work your fields and vineyards and you will be called priests of the Lord. You will be named ministers of God. You will feed on the wealth of the nations and in their riches you will boast. And it's simply saying that if you will walk with the Lord, you'll become the head and not the tail. You'll become above and not below. Deuteronomy chapter 28. Others will do the hard work for you. You'll you begin to prosper. Longevity as a Christian brings prosperity. If you keep making right, good decisions. You know, a lot of the blessings of the Lord don't happen in six months. And they don't happen in six years. But as you walk with the Lord 20 years, 30 years, 40 years, hallelujah, the blessing and the grace of God accumulates. Hallelujah. And you just keep walking into the blessing of God. Hallelujah. And so here these people, they had people working for them; They were doing well and God was blessing them. Hallelujah. What else do I want to say? Verse 7, here we go. Instead of your shame, you will receive A double portion. And instead of disgrace, you will rejoice in your inheritance. Hallelujah. And so you will inherit a double portion in your land and everlasting joy will be yours. This is going beyond the cross. This is walking with him. This is instead of, what does it say there? Instead of what? Instead of your shame, you will receive a double portion. Oh God, you know we go through life and we do dumb things and we find ourselves in a place of embarrassment, in a place of shame. Even though you walk through the valley of the shadow of death, the Lord will be with you and he's there. He doesn't save us from our dumb decisions. So we walk through certain things. We find that we have shame and we find disgrace. But if you'll keep walking with him, and even in your time of despair, you'll raise a song of thanksgiving. Hallelujah. He'll give you a garment of praise. And instead of the shame of our past, dogging us and crippling us and taking away our confidence, and making us crawl around the place instead of walking confidently into life. Hallelujah. He gives us a double portion. Now the double portion was reserved for the eldest son. When the inheritance was given out in Jewish times, the first son had, hallelujah, got a double portion of everything. And when the prodigal son came home, he got the best robe, the robe of the first son, hallelujah. And he got a double portion of God's inheritance. And you will too. Instead of skulking around in the past, we take the clothing of his righteousness, we put on the garment of praise, hallelujah, and the blood of Jesus washes us. Instead of shame, he gives us a double portion of his presence, hallelujah, and we thank him. And we worship him and we praise him. Hallelujah. Receive a double portion, and everlasting joy will be yours. Hallelujah. Everlasting joy. In other words, you'll be laughing the rest of your life. Hallelujah. Yeah. We'll be like those when he turned the Psalm 126 when God turned their captivity. They were like one who dreamed, then their mouth was filled with laughter. Hallelujah you will laugh at the blessings of the Lord and instead of the shame, instead of the disgrace, you'll suddenly find the presence of the Lord and the joy of the Lord. You'll begin to walk into it. Hallelujah. This is part of the blessings of going beyond the cross and walking with the Lord. Hallelujah. Laughter will fill you. I remember there's sometimes when you're really, you're so relieved, you just laugh, eh? So really, I remember we were doing a, a building in the church in Blenheim and it got to the point and the fellas came to me and said, Ian, we need 100000 this month. Now, this was in the 1980s and 100000 was worth about five times. So my house was about, I don't know what it was, 40000 Well, five times, you know, I mean, it's ridiculous. So it was about a half a million in the days, matter. And I need it this month, the builder said. Yeah, right, okay. Good. Well, I knew the people had given a lot. This 100000 was a big thing in one month. I said, Lord, what the hang am I going to do? There's only one thing to do. Go and pray. The Lord knows how to get. Some of the problems that the Lord allows to happen to us is just simply to get you back on your knees again. And so here I am. I'm not on my knees. I'm on my face before the Lord saying, Help! <laughs> The knee wasn't low enough. (laughs) Help! This money's got to... See, the Lord said, I think the Lord looked over and said, that's better. (laughs) Now I've got your attention. So what am I going to do? And in my heart, I heard the voice of the Lord just softly. Don't ask the people for any more money. They've given, they're good people. They've given as much. So what am I going to do? Just get up on Sunday and pray. It's like you're standing before the Red Sea that needs to be parted. Just stand up and ask me in front of the people. And so we did that. Sunday morning we said, we need, this is money. We're not going to take an offering or anything like that. We're just going to ask the Lord as a congregation to help us. So we stood and we said, Lord, help us. We've got the foundations down. We've got the, bill, the, the thing up. It's time for the windows and everything else. The whole town is watching this building going up. Lord, help us. Please. Had a night service, so we did it again at night. That's okay. Good. Monday morning, I drive in my car, going to get some petrol. Eight o'clock in the morning. Walk into the, into the service station. I drive in. This side of the service station, another fella drives in the other side of the service station. He says, good out Ian, how are you? I said, good thanks. Oh, he said, how are you getting on with your building? He said, I drove past it this morning on the way in. I said, yeah, we're doing all right. We're getting there. He says, I, I guess you probably need some help. I said, well, yeah, you could say that. I said, we always need help. Oh, he said, he said I-, I think the Lord might have spoken to me this morning as I drove past. I said, that's good. He said, can I come and see you? I said, right now. We drove down to the church office. We came in, sat down, talked to me. He said, he said, do you need help? I said, yes, we do. We need some money. He says, good, I thought you might. He said, that's what the Holy Spirit told me. I said, thank you. Can you? He said, yes, I'll help you. He gets out his checkbook. In those days, he had checks. <laughs> Wrote out a check, put it upside down on my desk and said, see you around. So I showed him to the door and then ran inside. to find That was off." <laughs> Turned over the cheque, 50,000. I said, Lord, by the end of the morning, without saying a thing, I had 84,000 sitting on my desk. I sat in my desk looking at this, and I just started to laugh. (laughs) Instead of despair, I was laughing. The joy of the Lord filled my heart. Hallelujah. Well, we breezed through that. It just kept going like that. Hallelujah, the blessing of the Lord. You laugh, you laugh. I need to tell another story. I get a phone call, and this was in Auckland. I get a phone call, and I can't think of his first name. I'll be trying to think of it all morning, I can't. It was Mr. Innes, anyway, and he lived on the North Shore. And he said, Oh, I just needed a ring to tell you. I said, What? He said, My wife is sitting in the bath laughing. <laughs> I said, Well, that's got to be an interesting piece of information. I said, why? Why are you ringing me to tell Well, you know, he said, on Sunday, she came forward for prayer. And you prayed for her. And it was about a scar. She'd had an operation. She had a 20 centimeter scar on her abdomen. And the scar had never healed. This is 18 months later. It was a raised scar that, was, that just kept erupting, just kept pussing, and just kept Missing, and they'd had a back and back, and, that and they said we just got so tired. They said so we came, and you guys prayed for us. Well, that was Sunday. This is now about Wednesday or Thursday. I said, okay, what's happened? He said, well, that's the thing. He said we don't, we've been laughing and crying. We don't know what to do. We just laugh and cry. <laughs> she was sitting in the bath tonight, and she said she looked down, and she said the scar has disappeared. I said, what do you mean disappeared? He said, well, that's the thing. It's not there anymore. (laughs) I said, well, that's disappeared. It's not there anymore. It has gone. Completely gone. And she said, she's been sitting in the bar just laughing. She can't stop laughing. It's the oil of joy for mourning. Hallelujah. It's so, anyway, I said, that is remarkable. He said, it's, it's, it's a bit spooky. <laughs> I said, yeah, but it's the goodness of the Lord. I put down the phone. And I walked away from the phone. I said, Lord, what on earth did you do that for? <laughs> that is, and as clear this thought came into my mind, he said, this is a sign to you. I said, what sort of a sign? He says, it's a sign to you that no matter how deep the scar in a person's life, I can heal it. I can remove it. And I want to tell you in Jesus' name this morning that if your life has been scarred by what you've had to walk through, if your life has been scarred by what other people have done to you, If your life has been scarred, for whatever reason, I want to tell you in the name of Jesus Christ, my Lord and my Saviour, that no matter how deep the scar and how long you've carried it, my Lord Jesus can remove it. Hallelujah. (laughs) Hallelujah. He is the great healer. He is the great lover of mankind. There is a cross that he died on his blood was shed that you and I might walk free bless the Lord okay verse 8 we're we going to go through these real quick it's good for I the Lord love justice I hate robbery and wrongdoing and my faithfulness I reward my people and make everlasting covenant with them when we go beyond the cross and walk with him we love to do what's right we love to do what's right Verse 9 says, Their descendants will be known among the nations and their offspring among the people. All who see them will acknowledge that they are a people the Lord has blessed. When you begin to walk beyond the cross, your offspring get blessed. The next generations get blessed. If you get blessed, hallelujah, and you walk in the favor of God, your family will get blessed. Your workplace will get blessed. Those around you will get blessed. Hallelujah, hallelujah. That's part of the blessing of the Lord on this here. There it is. And the people will know that God's blessed you. They will say, goodness gracious, look at you. You say, I'm a follower of Jesus. I'm just walking with him. Verse 10, I delight greatly in the Lord. You begin, when you walk with him, you begin to love the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You just can't help it because he just keeps blessing and his favor keeps coming and coming and coming. Hallelujah. I delight greatly in the Lord. My soul rejoices in my God, for he has clothed me with garments of salvation, he has arrayed me in a robe of his righteousness, as a bridegroom adorns his head like a priest, and as a bride adorns herself with her jewels. God gifts us, he adorns us, he clothes us with his own righteousness. The word is arrayed. I mean, it's not, you just didn't get up in jeans and jandals when you followed the Lord. He didn't say, well, here's a t-shirt and a pair of jandals. You'll be right, mate. <laughs> he arrayed you with the garments of his presence and of his righteousness. He clothed you. He covers all your mistakes. Hallelujah. He clothes you with a garment of praise, a spirit of righteousness. I tell you, it's a beautiful thing what God has done for us. And so verse 11 says this. And I came to verse 11 in my quiet time. I'm getting so excited. I'm just, it took me about an hour to get through this. You're lucky it's only taking half an hour. <laughs> and the Holy Spirit said, look at the last verse. For as the soil makes the sprout come up and a garden causes seeds to grow well, that's true, unless you're a real lousy gardener. So the sovereign Lord will make righteousness and praise spring up all around you. Righteous. When you walk with the Lord, he, the sovereign Lord, will cause righteousness to spring up in your family. They'll start to want to know about Jesus. They'll start to want to know what the difference is. Righteousness and praise shall begin to spring up all around. At workplace, they'll want to know. Hallelujah. It'll start to spring up. In Kerry. if you and I and all of us together start walking with the Lord, hallelujah, and start to walk into His blessing, start to walk into His favor, then righteousness and praise will spring up in this town and across the far north. And the more of us that walk that way, the more He will cause people to find Jesus as their Saviour and Lord. Hallelujah. The cross. Wow and I thought, I sat in my seat I thought Lord it'd be real dumb to miss out on this. There is so much of the goodness of the Lord to be had. You know when we wander away from him we start to miss out the thief comes in and starts to steal from us and to rob us of all these good things that God provides for us. He wants you and I. It's not hard. It's, not, it's, just, it's just a matter of, of just letting go and just walking with him and saying thank you. Or you're going to despair. You're going to go through some trials. You're going to do some dumb things in your life, but get up Again. Say, Lord, I'm sorry I fell over, but I'm getting up. Hallelujah. Amos says, Rejoice not against me, O my enemy. Though I fall, I will arise. Though I sit in darkness, the Lord will be a light unto me. And you say to the devils, devil, you might have put me down, but I'm getting up. I'm getting up again. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come back to the Give your life to the Lord. You say, I don't think I've ever been to the cross. I don't think I've ever given my life to Jesus. Hey, that's where it begins. Give your life to the Lord. Let Him wash you clean. Have a new start. Hallelujah. I mean, just bow the knee of your heart at the foot of His cross and say, Lord, forgive me. I need to become a child of yours. Wash me clean. I need to start again. If you've been away from the Lord, come back. Come back. Get on the path again. This is only the blessings in this life you open up the possibility of eternal life if you will walk with Jesus and receive him let's pray shall we Father thank you wow you must love us so much Lord the times we've forgotten you you've never forgotten us and you're calling us again this morning. You're calling us to walk with you. You're calling us to leave the other empty things behind and put our hands up and into your nail scarred hands and say, Lord, guide me and lead me. And this morning, we choose to walk with you. And I know you always choose to walk with us. And we thank you. Or we're just in this attitude of prayer. Are you sitting there and you've never given your life to the Lord Jesus Christ? And you say, it's time I did. You've seen the change in other people's lives and you think, I need to give my life to the You've walked away and you're just trying to make it on your own. You say, I'm coming back. I'm not going to miss out. I'm not going to just let my life be trashed. I'm going to give my life. I'm coming back to the Lord. If you're like that this morning, while everyone else's heads are bowed, would you just lift your face up to mine and say, yes, Ian, I'm coming back to the Lord this morning, unreservedly, I'm giving my life to more. If it's the first time, if I miss you, like with your eyes, just give us a wee wave and I'll know and I'll be able to pray with you. Is anyone like that? You're saying, yeah, God bless you, sir. Come back to Jesus. Give him everything. Begin to walk with him. Read this chapter at home. Say, Lord, that's where I'm heading. God will bless you in ways that you only could dream about. God bless you for your sincerity of heart. Anyone else? You're saying yes. Anyone else? Give us a wave. Yes, God bless you. you, Have you ever given your life to the Lord before? Yes, you come back. Just give him everything this morning. Just say, yeah. Lord Jesus, thank you for dying on the cross for me. Cleanse me from my sin this morning. I'm going to walk with you the rest of my life. God bless you. Is there anyone else here this morning? You're saying yes? Don't miss out on this. The Holy Spirit is hovering here. It's easy to come back to the Lord now. Is there anyone else you're saying yes? Just put your give us a wave. Hallelujah. Okay. Lord, I thank you for that which you're doing in hearts this morning. May the work be deep and real, I pray, in the mighty name of Jesus that, Lord, lives will, lives will be changed by the power of your Spirit. And everybody said, Amen, Amen, Amen. God bless you. Would you, would you sometime this week, would you take your Bible and open it at Psalm 61, which you've just done, and sat, sit down with him and go over it again and say, Holy Spirit, talk to me again about the things that are important to me. Hallelujah. The Lord will bless you as you do that. Then once you've done that one day, do it again. With another chapter, do it again. God will continue to speak with you and bless you. I've gone far too long, but that's it for today.